<laughs> tell you about myself. I don't want to tell you shit about myself. <laughs> I'm just fed up, man. I'm just fed up. We all know this shit. Like, we all are cognizant. We got scamming politicians. We got corrupt this. We got corrupt that. But we just grind it out. Oh, uh, you want me to tell a story? <laughs> I'm tired of doing my part. We go to work, pay taxes, and they just keep grabbing more and more, man. It's getting crazy out there, uh, I'm not gonna lie. Um, hopefully some of you are at least cognizant that this isn't uh, <laughs> business as usual <laughs> and that uh, things aren't going back to normal anytime soon. Um, I don't know whether or not you can see that. It'll be dependent on how much you listen to the mainstream media and uh, how much information you get from the TV. The interesting thing about, I guess what some people call their awakening is, it's like, how can I explain it? So there's the TV, mainstream media, Hollywood, narrative of our everyday lives and what's important and what the societal you know problems are and what we should be focusing on and then there's you know what's actually going on and uh, I guess one thing I can say is you know going through you know I hate to I hate to keep going to this because so many people give it such a hard time. But the uh, the cue boards um, and the intel drops that were going on there, uh, especially regarding like the Russian investigation, you know, into Donald Trump colluding with Russians to steal the 2016 election or whatever, right? Um, all while, while that was all going on in the media, we were getting drops in the background telling us what actually happened. And, uh, you know, uh, maybe in another episode we'll go on about details, but just for this. Um, basically, I think the people following along got a good dose of true reality versus the made-up mainstream reality. Uh, regarding global events, especially regarding Donald Trump and, you know, whether or not he was a racist and, and etc., all kinds of stuff, right? So as far as um, the awakening goes, I mean, there's all this dark stuff we were learning about global corruption, child trafficking, you know, satanic pedophiles, uh, satanic rituals, all kinds of really creepy rich guy pervosities <laughs> and uh, it's kind of dark subject matter um, but I guess most of us were were following it because it was also being told to us that you know these guys aren't gonna get away with this it, it they couldn't. <laughs> Humanity can't accept this kind of stuff. This, you can't be uh, letting guys traffic in human beings all over the planet. So anyway, that dark kind of stuff, as far as uh, this, the spiritual awakening side of it, um, a lot of the spiritualists believe your 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 body and the the uh, chakra points on it are uh, one big antenna that vibrates at a certain frequency, right? So they also believe that emotions, uh, you know, for example, hate would be the lowest vibration emotion. Love would be the, the highest vibration emotion. So everything has a, a vibrational equivalency to it. And what I think happens when you start getting your eyes open to 
what's really going on in the world and you're shown the evidence versus what people are telling you is reality is you're kind of fine-tuning that in antenna of your uh, chakra point so your 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 spirit to uh, tune out the frequencies of things that don't make sense the things that are logical you start getting so many examples of okay yeah that's just a hoax and you know no that that was just an idiot on the board trying to make a make everybody look bad by putting up false evidence and has nothing to do with what we were we were discussing um, that kind of flexes your uh, I would say your bullshit meter and uh, the spiritualists would say it kind of fine-tunes well, your spirit like your your intuition um, the way your senses pick up the information that your your sensors are, are processing. This points a little farther down the line in my uh, <laughs> my life. You know, I'm 50 now, so I would say the the second uh, kind of eye opener awakening would have been around 2005. Once I saw some uh, alternative views on 9/11. Uh, before that, there was, I'll give you a dose of uh, manifestation and, and alignment. So, I lived uh, behind a, a row of stores, and uh, the entrance to my apartment was in the back alley. You know, the end of the alley, the uh, store closest to the road where the alley exited. Uh, had a bar and the guys there uh, I guess happy hour driving home on a main road a lot of them would zip in there and park you know half on the sidewalk half off the sidewalk block half the laneway people couldn't get into their apartments and stuff like that and they just generally piss us off so I got this this book it's a pretty famous book uh, the Celestine Prophecies and one of the the main focuses was when you deal with people, you you try not to see them for the circumstances at the moment, you know, that they're going through or whatever. Try and see in them the higher person, the higher self, um, even before you interact with them. And um, that'll align you better with them and your dealings with them, conversations will go smooth. Anyway. So I was reading about that stuff, and uh, one day I was on my way to uh, a martial arts class down the street at a local church. I used to go to a church basement and mess around. And I was on my way there, and uh, just as I was exiting the end, the end of the alley by the bar, I saw a guy pull up and park, and he, he, uh, he left his back wheel like half on the sidewalk kind of thing, right? And I was like, oh. And then I, I, I caught myself. And I just tried it because they suggested things that freaky things would happen if you started doing this. And by then, by the time I registered in this brain and flipped it to, you know, no, he's going to, he'll notice it and he'll go back. I, I swear to you, man, at the exact same time, he was halfway between the car and the door to the bar. As soon as I started thinking into my mind, the positive, uh, putting out a positive vibe to the situation that, no, he's not going to leave it like that. He, he'll figure it out better than that. He doesn't want to do that, right? That motherfucker turned around, got back in his car and pulled it off of the sidewalk. And mm -hmm. I, like, he wasn't halfway on the sidewalk. He was, you know, his tire was up on the sidewalk, right? Yeah. But he tur literally turned around walked back in his car and reset his car so that all four wheels were on the damn road and got, and I was like Whoa, wait a minute like did that shit like they told me that that kind of stuff would happen if I started looking at things with this frame of mind 
And it did, right? But, you know, if you're in a bad mood, a negative mindset, ah, fuck, it's just a coincidence, you know. Good, he did it. Good thing. He should have did it, y'all, right from the beginning, you know. But that's not the mindset I was in. I was kind of paying attention to what I was thinking. And I'm not sure if maybe I kept that negative vibe around me, right? Because the, the Eastern spiritualists believe your energy field around your body is it's four meters in in uh, radius it's it's basically uh, uh sorry four four meters in diameter it's you know 12 feet wide mm. right so it's called this safe yeah well that's when you can pick up a vibe when you walk into a room with a bunch of people who just had an argument now everybody's being quiet right mm. They can be watching TV and not looking at each other with stink eye, but you know something, something went on in the room. So I don't know. I don't know if that guy picked up a good vibe and was like, oh, yeah, I shouldn't really do that. <laughs> and if he took, like, yeah, move your car, so his, his reaction inside would have been, ah, screw it, you know? Yeah. I don't know. But I practiced, that was one of the first times I actually focused on this kind of stuff. And then, you know, 2005, September 11th and all that, dude, that is just, that one was just too big. That was like a bad karma ripple through the universe, right? Like, that set me right off, man. I saw in the beginning of, it, it's tidbits of information too, right? Like, I remember watching the buildings come down on that day and it was so shocking and you know all the people on the street were were shocked and you know and these buildings came down and even Dan Rather said it you know they they went straight down almost like a controlled demolition and just the shock of the day nobody really we just we were used to being fed the information the way it's being fed to us through the news and the broadcast and the fear and the hype. I mean, CNN loves it when there's a disaster, right? <laughs> yeah. They they love it. The only thing they get right is the weather and uh, the, s the results from hockey games and shit like that, right? Mm -hmm. But around 2005, I saw a few documentaries. One was in plain sight. Another one was by a couple of uh, ex-Iraqi war vets uh, called Loose Change. And the shit that they showed you in those documentaries about who they perceived actually committed the event of 9-11 just blow your mind, right? It made me angry, right? It made me... That was actually... Right around the time, my awakening, I was right around the time when I asked God to show me these guys in my real life. And then I started that job where the contracts were, it was ridiculous, dude. It was ridiculous. I wanted to learn about Freemasons and, um, or corrupt Freemasons rather, uh, the United Church, their dealings, uh, you know, we, we did contracts for corrupt uh, gold mining companies, uh, you know. Uh, we were doing shows or events at, you know, people that were guests on the Dragon's Den. and Just really, really connected people. Um, I don't know if I should get into specifics, but as far as my journey was concerned and the information I was looking for uh, it was provided to me <laughs> so I just I don't know if I'm guided to, to do the searches and you know the little roulette wheel on the thing spins for you with someone's help I don't know um, a lot of it is intuition and then once certain dominoes get knocked over you know, 
dominoes of what you perceive reality is a lot of other things fall down right behind it and then you start looking at other angles to those things right you say oh, it's a controlled demolition well one of the things that snapped into my brain regarding 9-11 uh, and it being a conspiracy committed by some evil people within their own government is um, a learning channel episode I saw uh, regarding them knocking down the old structures in Las Vegas right? mm -hmm. and um, there's this parking garage where the the concrete columns were so reinforced, the steel columns were so reinforced with concrete, they literally had to, you know, chip out a band, expose the I-beam at the center of the concrete column because a regular explosion would have would not have taken down the parking garage. And uh, in this episode, they were showing you how thermite, which is basically a phosphorus rod, um, burns really hot, can melt steel like a welding torch. Um, how the how the, the the rods were placed onto the sides of the I-beams at a slight angle so that when they cut through the steel, the building would slide in the direction that they wanted it to collapse and not sit straight down on top of the part that it just cut and be very dangerous to knock down. Right? Anyway, that angle, right, that angle of the cut I-beams um, and that episode flashed into my brain when I was seeing the report from uh, the FEMA photographer for Ground Zero. He had taken a picture of the core I or their box box columns, actually, so a little bit stronger than an I beam on its end, but box columns around the elevator cores to. Uh, I don't know, building one or two. But every one of those box columns was cut precisely at a 45 degree angle, the same as those cut in that Learning Channel episode on the uh, parking garage in Las Vegas, right? And, and it just, as soon as I saw that image, man, it's just another confirmation, right? Mm -hmm. What do you think there's going to be like a lightning bolt and the bush is going to burn and it's going to talk to you and shit like no man no man it's why the hell would i remember the learning channel thing instantly as soon as i saw that picture and recognize how those beams were cut if it was twisted wreckage from a building collapsing on itself all that steel would look like spaghetti the top half of that building would have tumbled hit resistance from the building below, either kick the building sideways a bit, but it would have tumbled off into the street and the rest of it would have been a mangled mess standing straight up. That thing went straight down in its own footprint. My eyes have seen enough controlled demolitions that even on the day it happened, that's what my brain thought. But the news broadcast, the news broadcast was clearly telling you that it was a terrorist attack and they didn't know if there was more planes going to kill stuff and then boom the pentagon's hit right. you know years later now we know they released the the the, the uh, security booth footage from the side driveway right directly across from where they say a plane hit the pentagon and uh, all you see is a white strip, like a missile, like probably five feet off the ground, mm -hmm. and then a giant explosion. Right? I remember the damn day, dude. Right? This is how things happen fast. Live broadcasts, things are going. You're all in shock. You don't know what the hell's going on. You, are they are, are they dropping planes in Canada? Have they hit the CN Tower yet? Like, what's going on, right? I remember seeing the live broadcast of the first like images of the Pentagon. There was a hole. I was looking at a hole, nine feet or so, 12 feet in diameter, through three of the rings, the reinforced concrete rings, because that building was built in 
concentric pentagons, I guess you would call it, getting a little bit smaller towards the center of the building, right? Three of those walls were punched through like Bugs Bunny ran through the damn thing, right? And then later on the day they're showing you this, there's all this smoldering thing and half the buildings collapsed. There's no airplane parts anywhere, right? So it's, it's, I don't know, maybe that's it. Maybe the divine guidance, dude, is that part that makes me not accept that, like, whoa, there's no plane parts there. Something's up, right? Uh, Flight 98 or whatever the hell it was that went down in the middle of a field. You're telling, they're telling you a whole <laughs> 747 or whatever the hell it was vaporized into nothing. Right. To nothing. Not a piece of debris anywhere. But most people, the regular mode of information gathering is the TV. Everybody's born the damn same with the damn same processor. If you get the right nutrients and the right education and the right nurturing and someone pays attention to your ass, you can achieve the same things, no matter where you're from. But um, these guys... It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Most of our problems are manufactured. That's a, what is it? The Hegelian, I don't know, dialectic problem, reaction, solution. Man. So the solution is actually what they want to get done, right? They want to have. Full control over people's uh, comings and goings, um, what you do, the information you consume. You come up with COVID. All right. The reaction gets them the solution that they want in the first place. To lock our asses down, have everybody have an ID, a way to track your ass on your phone. Oh, oh well, you you were vaccinated last week. But it expired. You're due for your third booster. And you've got 18 hours and 52 minutes to get to the local fucking vaccination clinic to update your ass or you're starting back at zero. It's... There's so much shit. I can go sideways around and around, chasing my tail in circles and, and speak on 10 subjects. And as crazy as it sounds, it's all related. 9-11, right. 9-11 is a big one because it, it paved the foundation. It paved the, it paved the Patriot Act, right? It paved um, the way for them to even do the Russian investigation, like what Donald Trump's having to deal with. What, ha what happened to him is the uh, corrupt guys in the FBI actually lied to the FISA court, the Foreign Intelligence Services Act, is, uh, was created under the Homeland Security Act because they they developed the technology to monitor every damn communication globally. Every text, email, phone call is encrypted and recorded by some damn supercomputer. I think it's called the Hammer. Anyway, don't quote me, but it's uh, run by the NSA and uh, Obama and the gang we're using it illegally. They'd use that thing to, that's a, like I said, it's foreign intelligence. So basically what it's used for is, is if a U.S. citizen, say a known terrorist calls a U.S. citizen and they're investigating the terrorist. <coughs> because this, they're not allowed to investigate, use their own intelligence agencies against their own citizens to spy on them for no reason. They have to get a warrant from the FISA court to have the encrypted data released and deco decrypted on that person's communications, right? 
Obama was doing it for political opponents. <laughs> like, and Hillary did it for Trump. And uh, everybody he did. You know. Um, so there's that. Like, it's... Everything... As crazy as it sounds, everything is connected and there are no coincidences, right? Like 9-11 allowed them to do the Patriot Act, to allow them to surveil Americans, but just in case they're terrorists, right? Meanwhile, we know 9-11 was done by them. They did it themselves, right? Like they were actually conducting, I think it was Operation Northwoods or something. It was to simulate planes being stolen and flown into buildings. So when... NORAD was calling out the airplanes and, and everything that was going on in, in the real world. You could hear, they released the uh, air traffic control tapes and they're, they're questioning, like, is this real life? They didn't know what the hell was going on that day, right? Or else a couple of X6, F, like two planes don't respond in U.S. airspace. There's two F-16s on your ass blowing you out of the sky quicker than you can shake your head, man. There's no way they got into Fortress United States without it being a setup, right? Like, not only, like, so so September 11th was, like, they were, you know, no, Operation Northwoods, they were running it at the same time. Look up uh, the, the bombing in London, 7-7, on 7-7, the same fucking year supposedly like they were caught on tv the cops saying oh we were doing terrorist exercises uh at the exact same subway stations where the bombs went off are you kidding me like fema was set up at the port authority in new york city that morning already the tents ready to go <laughs> you know what i mean like oh well the, yeah. I'm sure they wouldn't do that to themselves. Well, it's not you doing it, you moron. It's a, tw it's a handful of fucking evil bastards who realize the amount of control they're going to be able to attain once they convince everybody that f they're so scared uh, that the terrorists are coming that they need to change the laws and give up their freedoms. Right? Like, they couldn't figure... You needed a better door on the cockpit, man. That's it. That's it. There's a video. It's record. It, it, it's audio or video. I can't. Remember. It's so long ago. The story is this, dude. A lawyer standing in line behind one of the guys who tried to light his underwear on fire <laughs> like in the years after you know right when they were trying to get support for the legislation to spy on their own citizens um this guy recorded the interaction between the f the the ticket booth attendant and and the mentally ill gentleman with the fucking magic underwear. And well, what the lawyer describes as his handler, like he had no ID and this government, like um, men in black type looking guy is flashing ID saying, no, no, it's okay. Let him on the plane, right? And this is the guy who let, like lit his underwear on fire, man. Right? But... By then, by then, my brain's already, like, <laughs> the, the switch is already flipped, right? I don't have any problem digesting how evil or, or how corrupt they can actually be by this point, right? It doesn't surprise me. You know, so it's you, all connected. Oh, buddy, it's so... It's not... It's not you know one of these these mentally ill guys saying numbers or well <laughs> there's a lot of freaky things with numerology but it's not not the hollywood version right it's not um jim carrey losing his mind in number 28 or whatever the fuck it was that movie right it's I'll give you an example. I'll give you a good one. Years later, I'm I'm looking at stuff and just randomly again. A uh, little P 
piece of information gets thrown in front of my eyeballs and I click on it. It's called September Clues. And it's very interesting being AV guys because your brain can uh, understand what I'm, I'm going to talk about. But basically, September 11th, the sky was bright blue, big white fluffy clouds. And if you remember, because you were shocked that day, if you remember the main main footage of the the plane you know zooming in from the side and tearing through and, and like the reporter said almost coming out the other side of the building and the the wing hitting the side and that that one shot um they kind of dissected it a little bit and they pointed out like in that shot but but all the the major networks used the the same angle shot um that it was grayed out as if a filter was applied. So there's a few reasons why you would apply a filter, but if you were going to overlay video, digitized video graphics, um, over top of, of live video at that point in time for that technology, uh, implementing a filter uh, that separates part of the visual band and allows you say space in the overall bandwidth to put in your added video overlay over top of that video um, you know implementing filters is one way to do it and uh, so the video continues on and, and then they play the video and the camera zooms in in like a second and a half and you see the, the plane come from the right right side and smash into the building and there's a big explosion and and I guess the creator of the video stops it and says, you know, did you see that? And he's like, let's rewind. And so he backs it up and he points out that the zoom to the close-up shot is, you know, 1.5 seconds. It took, uh, it, they zoomed in on the, on, the, on the frame in this amount of time. Um, he points out that when the camera angle is, is back, zoomed out, there's no plane visible for miles. I mean, you can see the skyline of New York City for miles. There's nothing in the sky. There's no planes. And maybe I'm wrong and there's a helicopter flying around it because it's already smoking and shit, one of the other ones. But he points out that the zoom is a very small amount and that there's no plane. So, so he proceeds to hit play and... and video zooms in and you see the plane coming in and he slows it down well lo and behold if you were going to overlay say video on something and, and you wanted part of the the video to uh, be translucent say like a, an overlay for your graphics there would be a, a cutoff point otherwise your graphics would just continue on uh, straight through the building as uh and, and you know the false impact wouldn't wouldn't be uh achieved well you can clearly see where the angle or the line of cutoff was meant to be uh, the left side of the building but i guess because it was it was lined up from a helicopter it's floating around in the air it, it shifted to the left a little bit so when when you look at the video and it's zoomed in and, and you see the impact the nose of the impact of the plane doesn't only come out of the other side of the building it comes out intact folks the shape is the same as when it went in no as if there's no impact not only that when it actually hits the invisible line that separates the original video from the overlay video or the cutoff point of the overlay the vertical cutoff point of the overlay video the pixels in that, that gray or black little plane square off because they're being cut off at that point to not project past, right? They wanted the plane to disappear inside of the building, but the, the helicopter they were using to capture the shot for the background of their video editing slightly shifted to the left. Not only that, he also points out that every person interviewed like actually interviewed behind a you know given a microphone as a witness to what happened that day 
was either related to or married to um, numerous uh, networks and reporters like uh, the CEO of ABC was uh, one of the guys uh, his wife was one of the witnesses down on the street suppose like none of these people were random any of those shots you saw on the networks those days were controlled and, and coordinated there was no video footage of the first impact till like six months after uh, the event, right? And uh, I mean, you see this, it's supposed to be a French photographer who's, you know, traveling around with the New York City Fire Department because his brother works there. And, uh, you know, just for shits and giggles, they're on the street checking out a gas leak in a sewer, right? And they hear the airplane and, you know, this guy doesn't, like a normal human being you hear a freaking jet airplane in downtown your head's going to look up in a swivel this guy's head doesn't look up in a swivel this guy's perfect camera shot goes from the sewer straight to the side of build tower one or whatever which one was hit first and you see this hollywood style jumbo jet slam into the side of it right like like bugs bunny well you know what's funny drew you know, it's really funny. These guys are stupid. <laughs> these faggot, <laughs> sorry, these fools in, 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 in Hollywood, these, 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 these fakers of reality, you know what they did wrong? What? When you see that plane slam into the building, you see it at least going in on like a 10 degree angle and it hits supposedly the first building and it goes in and leaves its like Bugs Bunny imprint of the airplane. One, that the outside of that building was structural steel, like two inches thick, okay, as an aluminum airplane. But an engineer pointed out something very interesting that I didn't know. The last six feet of an airplane's wing is so fragile that they label it with do not walk stickers for the grounds crew mm -hmm. so that they don't pass a certain point like six feet of the end of the wing is marked do not walk here because it's so flimsy mm -hmm. there is no way that six feet of the wingtip would have done anything to the south side structure of that building and that's like that was one of the main reasons she jumped on with the ar architects and engineers she's an air aircraft engineer uh, architects and engineers for 9-11 truth it's impossible it's a cartoon the exact, the spot where that plane went in, supposedly, mm -hmm. there was crews of people doing insulation, insulation work <laughs> mm -hmm. to that section of the building. Not like when you see the footprint of the contract, obviously it's not airplane shaped, it's rectangular. But it's, it's literally the three or four floors that that, Bugs Bunny silhouette occupied on the one side like it's right there they said they worked on the insulation and <laughs> in the exact footprint of where the plane supposedly hit right mm -hmm. it's insanity dude stuff like that it's like a matter of an awakening like you have to make up excuses for the alternate to that kind of information, right? Like, oh, this could have... Are you kidding me? They found molten steel running down I-beams a month after the buildings came down, dude. Like, flowing like water. Molten steel. Right? Firefighters were flipping out, dude. Flipping out. There's a there's video of one crew of firemen in the lobby of of the one of the towers. They're telling you there's explosions going off in the basement. There's guys coming out of the basement with no skin on their bodies. So they set up their first responders. They set up everything, dude. They have they had to take and let's assume we're right. They if it was a controlled demolition, they had to. Like there's 
right after there was so much video live video raw video from people just tourists people on the street witnesses the news clips here and there you can see molten steel like sparks like someone's working with a welder coming off the sides of those towers just before they collapse dude there's pieces of like debris exploding into the streets at an arc right not breaking off and falling from the height they're at they're arcing upwards like that shit just got fired out of a cannon right but you don't like when this is happening you're just like wow holy crap right it's insanity dude so what do you think it's just easier to believe that some nefarious plan by some third world country was hatched than to believe that oh the government that's supposed to protect you and yeah yeah i think that's what it is for most people like i said man before people don't have time for this right like those that's you're talking hours of documentaries and evidence to check out and then watching them again to make sure you're not crazy like it's it's insanity dude insanity well that was the big one man that was the the catalyst for a lot of of things that the government got to do right so you think uh, everything kind of started there well it obviously probably started way before there but that was the you know phase one of executing this overall nefarious plan to wipe the planet out the unnecessary weight of overpopulation I think um, the I think it's the CFR or the Council for a New American Century or something like that um, in one of their newsletters to the members basically or something like that one of their meetings said something without without something like a Pearl Harbor event our plans are going to take much longer to execute right so whether that's world governance under one government or you know because there is actually two versions of that right there's the evil Logan's run type of thing going on or there's Star Trek right where we get our shit together because we're one planet and we're you know going into space and dealing with other space beings so we smarten up and our nations all realize we're one globe and you know there's two versions of it right it's just like look at that you know if 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 september 11th was supposed to bring on the the light age man you could like it's 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 just silly dude right you want to see how twisted the world is i see like this black this red robe guy you got pulled up here kubrick's movie eyes wide shut you go look up the popes just type in pope's new throne or pope's new prayer hall just type that in look at it tell me what you see they built a big damn building to look like a snake. You're looking down the aisle. What do you see? They even got the fangs on the damn stage, man. Oh. Two eyes, scaled head. Look up the throne back there that they're saying is Jesus. They're not going to show you here because up close it's freaking quite obvious what, what you're looking at. It's unique, dude, because you start living in like a bizarro world, right? People are like, man, this guy is so negative all the time. Everything is evil. You know, it's like, are you? Are you, are you using the same eyeballs as me? Like, look at that thing, dude. Look at that. That's 
you know that's a representation of Jesus right that's supposed to be the resurrection like look at that it's interesting you know it's it's easy for me to say this stuff right because it's um the eye of the beholder type stuff but uh get into who these architects are and stuff right it's a small world man that's the craziest part right it's actually not well like i said last time man if we wanted to do it we could round them up in a weekend and be done with this but they also control a lot of things, right? Police departments, military. They can, if they want to, they can set off a nuke, right? And cause us real problems. I don't know why they decided to use COVID, right? Like a, a, a slow death bleed us out maybe they know that if if they just gave us all the real dose right away and people were dying everybody was dying from it like well we would round them motherfuckers up and be done with it right so they roll it out slowly and uh people people think it's it's you know it's the unvaccinated it's the new variants it's it's your inability to get your information for yourself that's all it is right. turn on the tv yeah man the omicron variant is here and it's getting your kids oh by the way we got a new vaccination for the kids right? yeah it's it's all coinky dink it's all perfect timing the launch was very questionable when it's advertised as the way to travel. So, and the, the way to go back to normal. Like, the only way you're going to live a normal life is to get out there and do what we say. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I mean, from... I, I definitely have not um, gone as deep down the rabbit hole as you have. Um... But I can I can see I can see if you if you want to if anyone wants to look and actually pay attention that's you can see that's that's the main thing a lot of guys say it, like and even people were talking about Q right oh Q's a cult no man if it's a cult we're the only cult that encouraged like everybody tells you don't believe me I'm telling you not to believe what I'm telling I'm just telling you. As a general information thing. I want you to prove me wrong. Go ahead. If you can, it would be nice to find out the world isn't run by satanic fucking pedophiles. Right? But. <sighs> I wonder sometimes, dude, if it's. It's already been sorted. Mm. The people with the ability to perceive are perceiving. And the ones that aren't can't. They don't have that part of the processor. Right? Um, I still... I would say it's one of the most important important things besides you know feeding yourself and <laughs> and having shelter and stuff but one of the most important things that's going on right now for the human race right this this whole thing and many people are convinced that it's just oh it's just another another you know hiccup we've got to get over and once we get everybody vaccinated we're all going to go back to normal and they don't they can't see the broader picture of you know they're not allowed to take your rights away like they didn't have 
permission over your rights in the first place. They don't. That's like the Bill of Rights literally says, the Bill of Rights literally says, you know, these rights are God-given, right? Creator-given, whatever. You're born with them. This is pointing out that the government doesn't have the ability to uh, violate those rights, right? But slowly over the years, they did the Charter of Rights, and oh, well, you know, maybe we can if this is happening. Well, maybe you can be sure, sure as hell that the governments that were trying to enslave their people, that caused them the right to Bill of Rights in the first place, if they get a chance to alter it, and there's a reason, there may be a reason that they can suspend those rights, they're going to do something to achieve the reason to suspend the rights. All right. But those rights aren't given to us by them. People intellectually think, say they understand that, but like literally a stranger stopping you and saying, you can't go here. To another human being right you're not allowed to do that unless you do this do I know you well it's the government it's okay everybody has to follow what the government says but I don't know them either like I'm paying taxes so I can get roads and sewers and shit they're not here to run my health care or like will provide health care. They're not here to tell me what to put in my body. Like people think that's reasonable, right? Like the global TV, city TV is uh, CTV is they're doing articles and and news spots and say, you know, 90% of Canadians support firing of unvaccinated workers. Meanwhile, you read the comments on the side of, or below it, right? Because I, I don't think my uh, version of YouTube is updated yet. To eliminate the dislike button, right? Because that pesky dislike button is, is bad for politicians and global conspiracies. But you read the comments, nobody believes that shit. That 80% of people think, like, but they're pushing it. Like, this is your media. Like, this is your media. The guys who are supposed to protect you from corruption, from the government and, you know, criminal uh, organizations and exposed... Like, these are the guys lying to you, straight to your face. You sound like you're anti-government, anti-establishment. I'm anti-this government, right? These guys are clearly signed on to the UN. Trudeau didn't want to freaking shut down the airports from China where the freaking damn thing's coming from because he didn't want to be a racist. Right? It's a joke, man. You've never seen an NCAAP-type video for the Asian community ever in your life. As soon as Trudeau announces that there's money for this and money for that, all of a sudden the people are being racist to Asians. I haven't seen one person screaming at an Asian person. There's no possible way you would see that in Canada because there's Asian people everywhere. You'd be yelling all day long. Like, it's ridiculous. Yeah, I'm sure there's a crazy homeless guy who's running around the streets with his freaking pats half down his ankle or a heroin addict or some freaking mentally ill person yelling and screaming at a Chinese person here and there, but to act like fucking that's a major problem? Are you kidding me, man? These guys are going for funding. Funding. For what? I don't know. What do they do with the money that they give those people? How do they fight racism with dollar bills? I don't understand. Are they going to hire security? <laughs> right? You give money to this organization. How's it stopping the crazy motherfucker beating on the little old Italian or Chinese lady? How? You're going to do another commercial? Your cousin's production company got that contract, right? 
pass the government three times normal. <laughs> right? Money. Carbon tax. We're going to save the planet by taxing you more. So I don't know, dude. It's not enlightenment. It's once you're once your head's out from under the thumb of the narrative, you can kind of look at a lot of things and go, whoa, okay. I know I was right. I didn't think that made any sense. And I was right. Right? And you kind of start, like I said, that, that whole fine-tuning of your bullshit meter or the antenna of your perceptions, right? Mm -hmm. I think it's like a muscle. And, and when you crack cases or codes or lies or deceptions the more you do that you know like it, it's 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 fine-tuning we'll say right fine-tuning I would people don't like to, they don't like to to say it or whatever but like a cop right the average cop, I don't care what color he is, where he's from, whatever, it doesn't matter. They're, they're used to dealing with criminals. They're used to people bullshitting. And I believe they do, they do like develop a spidey sense, right? Now, maybe that spidey sense is wrong. If you got some racism in your ass, you're going to be doing it for the wrong way. But let's say you're not a racist motherfucker and you live in a multicultural city and you grew up in a multicultural area and you're a cop. You're going to have spidey senses for bullshit or shady ass material. You're going to like, oh, this guy's going to try and run, man. <laughs> like, you just know, like, shit, you watch cops. I grew up in the ghetto. I know oh, he's going to run. Watch this. He's going to run. He's going to run. Boom, he's running. He's running. <laughs> it's like, it's, it's, body language and behavior and stuff and i think the same goes for um you know the perception of 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 stuff like you know covid and the efficacy of masks and you know whole social distancing are we like it's make believe man right. most people shut off their brain it's like okay if this I don't have the time or the energy to research, find out what a virus is, what a mask is, what anything is. Everybody's doing this. Because you, you, you can see it, right? You've probably been in a position where you're in a group of people and, like, there's a task, but nobody really knows how to start. And then one person starts and everybody kind of slowly follows along. They slowly find their places then kind of thing. That's how it is, man. So do you have a preview of what you want to, who you'll be talking about or you want to share next time? I think next time we'll, um, we'll talk more about this, this vaccine. I'll get some numbers. Um, Maybe we'll play some audio clips of, of what some of the doctors are saying. Um, the doctors who've predicted that this is going to be uh, a human depopulation event come this winter are not hypothetically speaking about it anymore. They're saying it's already starting to happen. Um, you know, mainstream narrative is that it's the unvaccinated causing the uh, variants, but it is in fact where uh, the largest populations of the vaccinated are that these uh, things are popping up, right? Just like the uh, geneticists and stuff that were blowing the whistle said. So maybe we can talk about that. Maybe my lazy ass will write down some names mm. so people can... Uh, Go and listen to these guys, or like I said, maybe we can play some audio, or just give them, give them a heads up, send them down, uh, send it to some, to some channels and, and places where I get my information that are useful, stuff like that. <laughs>